This is the Dave and Shecky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair. Cause it's the freaking Dave and Shecky Show. Show. We're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffi. This is the Dave and Shecky Show. You got a Bob. I got a Bob McGuire card. Too bad it's not worth nothing. Because it's a Mark McGuire card. <laughs> I got a Mark McGuire rookie card here. Which one of you catch wants to buy it? We have a whole we have a whole sheet of We got a one sheet it's called. Is that what it's called? No. We have a whole one sheet of I guess tops maybe. One sheet is enough for all of us. And it's got uh, the the Mark McGuire rookie card in part of the one sheet. That one sheet is in a very sheety condition. Yeah, I think somebody dropped it and when I somebody I you know it's going to be you. If that one sheet was acid, then yes, it was me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome uh, to episode number 69. 69 of the Middle-Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring your pals. Less and less. I'm sorry, who was that? Less and less. Less and less? Less and less, man. There's two lesses. Hey, two lesses don't equal more. This is less Dudak and less McCann. Now, what you might not know is less... Let me just give you before you decide who you are. Okay. You need to know a little background. All right. Now, less McCann Mm -hmm. is deserving of a black man's inflection. Oh. That's why I'm doing this. Well, but what I'm saying is, yes. Les McCann wrote, trying to make it real compared to what? might know compared to what from a very bad coca-cola commercial because they used the song not too long ago oh but les mccann is a proponent of uh rock jazz soul music oh now the other less do deck is less do deck do deck and some people call him do deck do deck now he plays mm-hmm. second lead oh. on Ramblin' Man. Oh. And I don't know of any other major credit that he has. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you just need someone. So imagine Les Dudak mm-hmm. and Les McCann jamming together. Now that might be something. I love it. Because Dwayne Allman was on the sessions with Aretha Franklin. Oh. So just because you're a southern white boy don't mean you might not have some soul to kick in. There you go. Yeah. 
Excellent. Excellent, Dave. So Les Dudak might be as hip as Les McCann for all we know. Perhaps. They might both be passed away. Oh, shit. And I might be channeling both of them. Well, that would be uh, that would be that would be sad. I'm so sorry for. Who would have thought it? Okay, Dickie Betts. Mm-hmm. One of the last remaining Almond Brothers. Yes. And the other one, the mm-hmm. cat. No one knows how to pronounce his name. Tedeschi. Jimo. Jimo. I think his name's Jimo. All right. Yeah. There you have it. Okay. Well, excellent, excellent, David. Uh, maybe we'll do an, uh, a podcast about the Allman Brothers since you seem to be so knowledgeable. Well, oh boy. they're in my wheelhouse. They are in your wheelhouse. Now, I believe when did everybody start saying wheelhouse? Because when I was a kid, uh-huh. I never heard a motherfucking phrase. Yes. That shit didn't exist back in the day. Wheel All of a sudden, house. some piece of that's your wheelhouse. That's wheel outside your wheelhouse. What the hell is a wheelhouse? We don't even have wheelhouses anymore. I don't know that to be true. Well, what is it? No uh, one even knows what a wheelhouse is. I think it's the the whole. It's, is it the same wheel as the uh, nose to the grindstone wheel? Is that the same wheel? I don't know what the hell that wheel is either. It's the grist wheel, mill. I believe. Wheel keep on turning. Or maybe the water, the water wheel, or the grist mill. It's a wheel of some sort. We don't use them around here. I see. Well, we may perhaps we should. Exactly. Perhaps we'll get back into that. That's outside our wheelhouse. Oh. A wheelhouse is outside our wheelhouse. Now, isn't that ridiculous? Oh my God. So, uh, are we ready for today's show, or do you have more stuff you'd like to discuss? Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about sugar substitutes in the southern western uh, peninsula. Okay. Which uh, of the peninsula of where? Peninsula. Peninsula. That's not a place. That's a, that's a dish. Is that, is that Don Shula's uh, I think sister? I one large peninsula to go. Excellent. Don Shula? Mm-hmm. Who is that? Peninsula. I believe he was a, a coach. Coach Shula, get of, over here. You've been up to Miami, no good. The Dolphins? Or a player? Now you've got me, uh, I don't Dolphins. know. Dolphins. I don't know. Bob Greasy. I see. All right. Well, excellent. Today's episode, David, yes. are you ready for it? All right. Well, uh, today's episode, we are entitling Weird and Wonderful news well that's a f- breath of fresh air well that's what i thought i thought that uh, everybody is uh consumed uh maybe to the point of real panic uh about the coronavirus and at this point it is out of our hands uh we gotta let the people who are trying to do something do something and uh hopefully they will be successful if not there are going to be a lot of people who are going to come down with the flu. Now, stack up on your stevia. Your stevia? Your... Yeah, no one's telling you that. Stack up on your stevia, man. Otherwise, you ain't going to be able to get none. Well. I'm causing a stevia panic. You certainly are. Did this is you... a great stevia famine of 2020. Did you recently purchase stock in stevia? I grow my own stevia. <clears throat> ah, excellent. I'm a closet stevia grower. I didn't know. Yeah. I did see those commercials about, what was it? Was some... They're funny. That's what I do. I have a back room where I grow stevia. That's excellent. Stevia Nicks. Stevia Nicks. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to get going here. It's a brand. <laughs> but she just doesn't want to sign on. She just doesn't, does she? No. Well. 
She's I was trying to get Mick Fleetwood in on it, but mm-hmm. I didn't have a good name. And then it came to me, Stevie and Nicks. <clears throat> Mick wanted to do it. Oh, okay. Mick's certifiably insane. <laughs> I think you may be as well. Certifiably. All right. I am going to proceed with the weird and wonderful news of the day, or at least of the past couple of weeks. All right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to start off with weird or wonderful, or don't you care? Weird would be better. Weird would be better. Mystery smell overwhelms Pennsylvania County again. It's Frank Zappa. (laughs) Investigators are baffled. I read that one. Shut up. I think it's a fungi. How did you read this one? There's sulfur dioxide in the atmosphere. A mysterious stench once again struck parts of Delaware County, Pennsylvania this week, overwhelming residents with its pungent odor and baffling investigators. Someone's growing some high-quality hydroponics. The smell has recently been reported in towns across the county, including Glen Olden. Ah, who, boys? I don't know this one. Tinicum? Hey, that sounds dirty. Upper Darby? That sounds clean. Just outside of Philadelphia. Well, no one I'm knows. From Upper Dar- well, from the citizens of Upper Darby are concerned with this odor. <laughs> While no one knows what the elusive smell is or where it is coming from, residents have described it as fuel-like. Yeah, man, that's that that fuel-like stuff that they grow. It's like a sulfur smoky. As hey. soon as I got out of the car, I could smell it. Yuck. One time I was on tour, mm-hmm. and I went through a town, and the whole town smelled like dog food. Really? And I said to someone later that night, why does everything smell like dog food? And they said, well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> because they were so used to it. And then my guitar player grabbed me by my waist and pulled me over and said, don't say that. You're going to insult the locals. Oh, shit. Well, what? And I said, oh, I didn't know. I just thought it smelled like Purina dog chow everywhere. Where? Turns where? out yes. the town was processing for Purina. I Purina. See. So what? This was like uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia, I oh, think, or something shit. like that. No, no, nothing against y'all. It just happened to smell like dog food in 1991. And who was the, who was the person who chided you? Uh, well, he turned out to be a, he's a uh, head of the border control now in San Diego. Well, there you go. So uh, the man was, was already, always authoritative. He was authoritative. Authoritative. Did you respect his authority? You had to respect it. He was right. The man was right. Yes. I was, I was mistaken. You can't, uh, you don't want to, uh, you don't want to do that. But the whole town smelled like dog food. Okay, but Dave, you know what? It's... I wasn't. I wasn't trying to be mean. I was just curious. I literally was curious. Well, you didn't know. It's just like when you go through Richmond and it smells. Oh, I don't know. We haven't been in a while, but it smells like tobacco. Oh, well, that's <clears throat> fine. That's a good smell. Cause the smell of growing tobacco is great. Actually, Winston you... Salem. They all smell like that. I went there. It smelled like that. Yeah. I don't. I don't mind the smell of dog food. I guess. I mean, I have have had dogs for no, many it, years. It so. was not not a good thing. It's overwhelming. How do you not know what I'm talking about? All I got to say is, oh, yeah, we, that's the Purina dog chow plant. Right. Yeah, but maybe they didn't, uh, they didn't I, dig, dig the way you were saying it. Maybe I'm, you had some sort of weird New York sarcastic no, Jewness about you. Shush, I was just a kid, man. You thought you were just being an innocent child questioning, but maybe you came off as something else. 
I'll come off with everything else. Maybe that's exactly what you did. So, uh, Delaware County residents have reported the smell wafting in and out of neighborhoods over the last several months. Last October, the smell shut down several businesses and a school in Chester before striking Brookhaven in December. So, it's... I mean, it's a it's a stink. It's a hashtag stink. I'd say. How how do they not know what it is? The challenge we're up against when you're on the ground level is the wind can be blowing in different directions depending on where you Why are. Why doesn't someone own up to this? By the time someone gets to where the report comes came from, it might not smell anymore. In the first time this ever happened. Uh, no one can point to, oh, in, well, in this other town, we found it to be this cause. So maybe that guy over there is responsible because he produces so-and-so. Investigators have been looking at local industrial facilities and pipelines in the area, but have yet to find a culprit. Yeah, it's global warming. Yeah, we're all going to die. Well, this is the, this, the last sentence here is the most interesting to me. Because I didn't, I wasn't aware that such a task force uh, existed. But apparently, the Odor Investigation Task Force, a collaboration of agencies from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware, is helping with the investigation. That's very good. The Odor How Investigation Task Force. How can you become a member of that task force? I don't know. I love it, and I think there should be a movie made uh around the odor investigation task force or at least one of those uh like live pd shows um with matt eisman or something and we can follow them live uh one night a week maybe we can get matt leblanc in on it you love matt leblanc well i just think he might be good in that wasn't he in like an action movie at one point he was in Lost in Space. Exactly. They should get him lost in uh, odors. Lost in the Odor Investigation Task Force. He can be the head of the force. There Don't sh- undermine me, man. I think there needs to be a graphic novel, a movie, and a live show. That's what Basically, I have Matt to say. LeBlanc is the head of the task force, mm-hmm. and him being a, a white male. Yes. He gets uh, blamed. For what? The, he somehow, if something happens, he gets, you know, disgraced. But then oh. he comes to the fucking rescue because he's fucking, fucking Matt rescue. LeBlanc. Okay. And then he goes, how you doing? Huh? <laughs> That's the punchline. There you go. There you go. I I like it. We've got to get on that. I Sounds mean, like uh, something that uh, Wiggy Bloogie, our own Mark Levitt, could probably sit down and write a nice little short about the... Uh, Odor Investigation Task Force. Once county officials figure out what the gas is, state regulators then have to investigate where exactly it came from. Reporting live in Chester, Shante Lands, CBS 3 Eyewitness News. All right. So that was a weird, and now we're going to go with a wonderful. Okay. Listen, I can't wait. Uh, Missouri hunters donate nearly 350,000 pounds of deer meat to food banks. Okay, yuck. (laughs) Missouri deer hunters uh, have donated nearly 348,535 pounds of venison to food banks and pantries across their state this season. Well, that's nice. The hunters donated the meat to Missouri's Share the Harvest program, which provides lean, healthy venison to help feed hungry Missourians. The program, coordinated by the Missouri or Missouri Department of Conservation and the Conservation Federation of Missouri, isn't that the Show Me State? Was launched in 1992. 
Yes, I believe it is the show me state. They should call it the here, eat this before I throw this away state. Why? Because dare me is gamey. Yeah, but you know what? It's not terrible. It's I've not had, good. I've had I've had venison. Uh, when back in the day when I was working at uh, well, I mean not to have that on the menu. When I was working at the you know when I was like 19 or whatever I was working at this uh, taxi place and the owner was like a, a hunter, and so he brought me in some some venison to try, and it was it it you know it wasn't steak but it wasn't it wasn't awful. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't like I was like, ugh. It was just a little different. Yeah, and well. uh, you know what? With enough stuff on it, I think I I think I remember making venison and a macaroni and cheese all together. And uh, I I ate the shit out of it. So um, I think this is this is a nice you know look. If you have a, a high deer population and they are just getting run over and hit and uh, anyway. Why, why not do this? I, every Who's doing this? Missouri? Mis- yes. Okay. They I, can do that. That's I think, fine. I think, you know. They got a pass. Why would they get a pass as because opposed to Michigan or uh, Minnesota? They don't get to eat deer meat over there. What? Why is that? There's too many Muslims. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay. Well, uh, I think this is a good thing. They is don't a, eat deer oh. meat is what I mean. Aren't they vegetarian? I, I no. Do that. No, no pork um, shall be on this fork. Pork is different, I Please think. Please don't put fork in my pork. I don't know what. I don't know. You know what? I don't know, and I don't. I don't know. No All I know swine is, on. I shall sw- I shall not dine on no swine. Isn't it something like that? I have no idea. I don't. I remember seeing signs like that back in the day. I will say that if I was. Uh, was that a different if kind I of was, muscle? if I had a family, or if I was in need of food, and uh, the the pantries in my state said, "Here, we have all of these uh, hundreds, thousands of pounds of venison that are free from our local hunters," uh, I would be I would be grateful as fuck. I would think they were trying to poison me. You would then starve. I wouldn't trust the man. You don't trust the man anyway. Don't trust the man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, fight the powwow. I don't. I, I'm going fight to. The, oh. uh, fight the powwow. Oh. See, that's what I'm saying. Us conservative citizens don't want these beach parties anymore. Fight the powwow. I see. Well, I think this is a wonderful story. It is uplifting news, as the kids like to call it. I guess it's all right. We'll see. See how they tolerate that there. Yeah, I don't think it's poison, Dave. I don't think it's poison. Yeah. I think it's Who just knows a... What these deer have been eating? It's not like they're regulated. Well, that's true. They're out in the fucking but they're wild not, eating, eating poison They're not grass. selling... They're just... Yeah, they're just eating a grass, I guess. They're grass-fed deer. What kind of grass? Bad grass. There's some bad grass going around. Again, if it's free, and I, I'm sure it's... I'm sure it's wonderful, and I'm I'm sure there are people. All right, who am I grateful. to say that this is not wonderful? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. The other one was weird, and this is wonderful. You like to say bad things. No, I'm just saying bad things. And it's great we have our nutrition education department does food demonstrations and provides recipes. So, deer meat isn't always at the top of someone's list of something they want to use in a recipe because they're not familiar with it. But when our nutrition educators are sampling venison chili or venison tacos, it becomes a lot more appealing. 
Yeah, so Share the Harvest, working with Operation Food Search, Missouri Department of Conservation. If you figure the average weight of a deer is 100 to 200 pounds, that's a lot of protein going to Missouri families thanks to Missouri hunters like my friend Rodney Carr, who got two deer donated this year. In Overland, Patrick Clark, News 11. Our next story is uh, a little weird and a little wonderful. Oh, Jesus. Cape Town Restaurant wins Guinness World Milkshake Record. Well, that's just odd. That's a little weird. It's wonderful for them. Guinness World Records has named a South African restaurant at the official, or I'm sorry, as the official title holder for most varieties of milkshakes commercially available. How about what do they got? With what? What do they got? With a total of 207 varieties on their menu, Gibson's Gourmet Burgers and Ribs has a milkshake to satisfy every sugar holic. Located in Cape Town's bustling Victoria and Alfred waterfront, Gibson's offers a brain-freezing array of exotic combinations from Nutella and mascarpone to Oreo cheesecake, while catering for more staid palates, too. Fat-free, vegan, and adults-only alcoholic options are also available. I like that. I tried to convince uh, Mark years ago to open a alcoholic-fused ice cream parlor for adults. And uh, he didn't do it. Uh, when we initially opened up the restaurant, we had about 40 milkshakes. Because they were so popular, it became 100, 150, then 200, and now 207. So it happened over a period of five years. We've always sold a lot of milkshakes, and we've always come up with cutting-edge flavors. Uh, mainly served the standard 330 milliliter glass, rel- reminiscent of the American soda shop era of the 1930s. The double thick cold beverages are garnished with a variety of toppings depending on the order. So there you go. That's a lot of flavors. It's a lot of flavors. They don't uh, list the flavors here. Uh, let's see here peppermint crisp. Cheesecake, brown cow, uh, blueberry, salted caramel, bar one. Okay, they look amazing. Caramel Can fudge. They ship them? Do they ship? Uh, Can I get one of each? We ship one of each. Kids surprise, frozen berries. How pe- much are they each? They're not saying. Come on, let's just get one of each shipped here. They kind of look you need. amazing. Coronavirus don't they? ice cream. Oh my God, look at this. They have a Kit Kat. Kit Kat, chocolate ice cream and real Kit Kats. I'd be all over that shit. Vanilla chocolate honey. Cinnamon donut shake. Alright, okay now. Let's not go through all of them because I'm going to start to get hungry. Look at this, they have a, you can upsize to a lover's glass. Oh, that sounds weird. So it's a larger glass with two straws. Chocolate brownie, apple pie and cream. Uh, cappuccino, butter almond, chocolate peanut butter brittle, gingerbread man, honeycomb, malva and custard, sweet salted popcorn. Malva and custard, I saw them in 1978. There's the Nutella, orange blossoms and pansies, Smarties, apple pie and custard, turtle sundae, caramel cashew. Oh my god. Oh my god. (laughs) It doesn't end. It's amazing. I will uh, put a link 
Uh, Oreo cheesecake. Yes, please. Anything with Oreo, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hard time saying no to. Oh my god, so many different ones with chocolate in it, Dave. Can we go to Cape Town? I think no. it's probably a really far flight. No, I, I'm not gonna play Sun City. Oh, I see. Hey, sorry guys. I'm not gonna drink fucking milkshakes. Alright? Till you start treating our farmers better. Yeah, they're killing the farmers, but... Right. Them... I'm not going to play Sin City, but not for the reasons you think. All right. Well, I've got to say... I'm uh, going to watch Roots in reverse. I'm going to say congratulations to Gibson's Gourmet Burgers and Ribs in Cape Town. Uh, your shakes look amazing, and uh, I think you should uh, maybe... I don't know. Maybe they could start selling them in... in uh, maybe they need to franchise over here. Nah, nah, let's just keep it simple. Otherwise, you're going to ruin that magic. I know, but I think I want a taste of that Before you magic. know it, Coca-Cola's Coca going to buy it, and it's going to be a shit shake. Oh, man, that would suck. That would suck. But, yeah, you're right. That probably that probably will happen. Just let them be. As a matter of fact, don't even talk about it. Oh, okay. This is a secret for those in the know. Should I delete this uh, part of the, the show? No, the cat's out of the bag now. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. The menu's many, many pages take you through every variety of milkshake you can imagine. They even offer dairy-free options, boozy blends, and over-the-top concoctions called freak shakes. Perfect for social media. Yeah, I saw it on Instagram and I just had to come and give it a taste. They may look good, but how did they taste? It exceeded my expectations so much, like I'm gonna come here soon as possible again to try out every single milkshake as far as I can because it just looks amazing. Lucky for him, he could come back three times a week and still not have to repeat a flavor for more than a year. For InsideEdition.com, I'm Mara Montalbano. All right, are you ready for another one or did you have anything else you wanted to say about that one? Uh, Cape Town. Now, who's the person who said, let's name this whole motherfucker Cape Town? Uh, because that sounds insane to me. Well, because you, like, you think like... Uh, I mean, why don't they just name it Shawlville? I see. I live in Shawlville, and she's from Cape Town, so that's a no-no right off the bat. Let me see here. Uh, we don't associate with Cape Town folk here in Shawlville. Colloquially named the Mother City. Oh, man. Now, what about Chocolate City? It is the largest city of the Western Cape province. Province town. Now that I can get behind. The city is known for its harbor, its natural setting in the, Clay, the Cape Floristic region. I love the Cape Floristic region. That Cape, was going to be the topic of my next statement. There's Cape Point. So Cape seems to be a thing here. Everything you do there is Cape. Can I get a car? Well, go to Cape Cars. Cape Cars. And Cape Town and Capey Cape Caperson. Now, uh, this has nothing to do with Trench Town. Trench Town is worth it, worse than Cape Town. Trench Town, I think, is in Jamaica. They called it the Cape of Storms in 1488. Now, that I like. That sounds like a, a place I would buy a, ra a raincoat. Yeah, uh, let's see. Little is known of the history of the region's first residence since there is no written history from the area before it was first mentioned by Portuguese explorer oh, Bartolomeu. So, motherfuckers find this place because yes. they couldn't go through the Panama Canal? There was no Panama Canal. Exactly, that's why they ended up over here. 
Uh, Port- no, I wouldn't have gone that way. He's a Portuguese explorer, so he wasn't trying to go around the world. He was just going south. Portuguese. So, uh, how about a Richigese? Hmm. Or something. Anyway, uh, Cape of Storms, and then later it was renamed by John II of Portugal as the Cape of Good Hope. Well, that sounds because of the great optimism engendered by the opening of a sea route to oh. India and the East. Well, that sounds like a whole future is opening up there. Everything's coming up Cape Town. So, All right, so uh, it the looks t- lovely. The name's deceiving. It looks like, yeah, I guess so. It looks, it, these pictures on Wikipedia look lovely. The shakes are, uh, I can't tell you how amazing these shakes are. I will just link link this in the show notes. So because shakes and capes. It's amazing. Cape, Cape Town Shakes is what they, they got to rename it. What's it called? It's called Gibson's Gourmet Burgers and Ribs. Oh man, come on now. You don't even mention the shakes? Dude, I can't... Where is John Tapper to remake this motherfucker? All I'm saying is that the 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 shakes look amazing. It's just, they just... Hand-spun shakes. What? And How let me tell you something else. The burgers look fucking good, too. So. I'm like, the now I'm, I just secretly want to move... Well, wait it's a second. Gibson's. They didn't win the award for quality of shake. It's just the amount of them. They... Have I could have 250,000 shakes and they could just all be terrible. Mercedes Benz has awarded them with the best everyday eatery. Now, what the hell does a car company know about shakes? Well, I don't know. But I don't understand that. And I guess if you live in Cape Town, for our Cape Town resident uh, listeners, I see that you can order there from Uber Eats. So you are lucky. Please order many things and let us know how great they were. My God. They love their shakes. I love their shakes, and I've never even had one. All right. Here's, we're going on to our next story. Are you ready? Wait, now let me just get this clear. Okay, let's go back to the, Cape Town. No, no, this was weird and wonderful. Weird and wonderful. Okay, that's fine. I wanted to, because I was going to say, that is not necessarily weird or wonderful, but it's not necessarily that weird or wonderful. It was, it was, it's a weird uh, Guinness Book of World Records record to have. How about the and fat guys on the mini bike? Now, isn't that the best? That's this, this, obviously the best. That or the man with the fingernails. The oh, the Guinness, the old Guinness Book of World Records was my favorite thing, and I could just sit there as a kid and Indian go dude through with it. The fingernails. The, the Indian guy with the fingernails, the two fat twins, the really tall dude. Yeah, yeah. and there's uh, two fat women too. I don't remember the fat women. Or maybe they were. And then like oh, that. and then the the two the the. Uh, the mini bike twins. The Siamese those, twin guys. Oh, they were Asian. Yes. Yes, that was. What I don't think no. They. I don't think they were. Well, yes. They had. A, they looked Asian. They, I think they were Mongolian or something. That's close enough. They were. Uh, they were something. You're they telling me Mongolia is not Asian? No, I think the whole area is Asia. But maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe they were Chinese. Maybe it, the Ing and Ping or something whoa, was their name. Whoa. I forget. Hey. And then yeah, so yeah, that was the, the Guinness Book of World Records was like a must buy, and it was thick. It was it was like thick yeah. and it yeah. had real thin paper and yeah, it was just it was like a the, good one. I don't know I don't know I guess kids aren't into it so much anymore. But I think when someone was in there for a yo-yoing. There was dude everybody was in there and it had crazy world records and now we see that there's also a uh, an official world records for most offered shakes. 
Gibson's Gourmet Burgers and Ribs. Oh, we, already, we already did that one. Now, what's the next one? <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I just, dude, as you're talking, the pictures are just like sliding past me on their website, and it's just the, the burgers, the shakes. It looks like the best place in the world to eat. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the next one we have here is. Priceless stolen bonsai trees mysteriously returned just 72 hours after museum begged for their return. Mm. So, two priceless bonsai trees have been returned to their rightful home at a Washington State Museum after they were stolen last week. The Pacific Bonsai Museum in Federal Way, Washington is home to more than 100 rare and ancient bonsai trees. On February 9th, museum staffers were left frantic with worry when they discovered that a pair of 70-year-old trees had been taken from the facility. I'd like to see a recreatment of that situation. A reenactment? Yes. Of, 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 of them being stolen or the frantic... No, the frantic, panic that ensued. The frantic museum staffers? Yes. Uh, one Did of they the fax tr- someone? Were they faxing people left and right? I don't know. One of the trees, a Japanese black pine, was particularly notable for being grown out of a tin can. Listen, man. Black pines matter, okay? Uh, tin can by a Japanese-American man incarcerated in a World War II internment camp. Oh, my God. This thing has political fucking chivalry all over it. The museum quickly made a social media post begging for information oh on the trees. Oh my god, my whereabouts. black pine. Bring this, me back my black pine. This is a tremendous loss, not only to our collection, but there is a strong likelihood that the trees will perish. These trees have been cared for every day for more than 70 years. What the fuck, man? And if it's that weird. daily care doesn't continue, the trees will die. You can't just bring back the black pine. Wrote You're going to pay for the stress you've, in, uh, you've inflicted upon this one black pine. Yeah. Uh, now this black pine has PTBS, which is post-traumatic black syndrome. Black pine pine syndrome. syndrome. I see. PTBPS. Go on. Oh, uh, then uh, on February 12th, they updated their Facebook page saying some hard, some heartbreaking news early this morning. Oh, I'm sorry. The update was stolen bonsai are returned. Um, and they, they posted pictures, I guess, in case you wanted to, uh, See if you could identify the trees. Bonsais that's, are a big deal that's to people. Pineography. Mm. I'm into pineography. Are you? Yeah, I'm a big pine addict. I see. Pine. It's t- you got to stop watching those pine videos. Well, the uh, pineography. Uh-huh. Now, let me tell you something. Mm. What, what else was stolen? You said two of them. Yes, two. Two black pines. Uh. Thieves made off with our Japanese black pine and our silverberry. Oh, Jesus Christ, not the silverberry. Oh, that's why the panic ensued. Both had been returned, though. Oh, but there's some bad news. Heartbreaking news. What are you talking about? Oh, that was that they were stolen. That was that they were stolen. So they're fine. These uh, these, these, uh, bonsais are okay. In other words, we can go back to relaxing. Uh, let's see... There's been any recent updates from the bonsai, the Pacific bonsai. Now I gotta tell you, I museum. think a bonsai could probably go like 72 hours in the hands of someone else as long as it wasn't in a harsh climate or stressed out or abused. Well, apparently, uh, apparently there was a 
an issue because uh, they have started raising money to uh, resuscitate a pine to restore them. Oh, well, they can always take a cutting on the mahogany and start again. Yeah, but if they, I mean, if these two trees are over 70 years old, uh, it's, you know, they no, could just, just take a cutting, but it would probably. No, no, I'm under the opinion that whoever stole these things needs to be punished. This is like sacrilege. I would it's say, disgrace, yes. It's disgracing of, of a preserved form of nature. This is a hate, this is a nature hate crime. This is something that I would see white people destroying if I were Neil Young. Oh, like Antifa or something? I don't know. Ask Neil Young when he's not uh, stooping Daryl Hannah. Oh. Imagine that scene. Imagine the panic that ensued in that scene. I don't want to bother him. But uh, the the pines were returned. I don't know that we know who... uh, I'm the next stooping Daryl Hannah. It says that one of the trees had suffered from minor broken branches. Oh, Jesus. You can't just break a branch and up. Now it's going to be all pruned differently. That the key to bonsai is breaking branches in, in a strategical way. That's what they call pruning. You see here, they just it shows a picture of them where they were returned just in the... It seems like they were just returned on the front lawn of the facility. People are fucking psychotic. Security guards discovered the pair of bonsai sitting on the road leading to the museum at approximately at approximately 11 p.m. on Tuesday, February they all got 11th. Some cameras up there. The silverberry suffered some damage. It has some uh, broken branches. Well, who steals the thing and then just brings it back? Well, what are they? What are they? You know, they didn't realize what they did. What did they take too much Ambien? What is that? I don't know. Where and. I, I, I would think that these things are not maybe kept under glass, but it kept in some sort of... It needs to be kept under wraps. ...container. So I, I'm, I'm smelling an inside job. Obviously. Someone... You don't just steal those things out of nowhere. That's some sort of wacky converse, con- conservationist. You think so? Somebody thought that they weren't being treated well or something? I don't know what the hell happened. How did they get out of there without them knowing? How do you walk out with two trays? I don't. Trees. I mean, they're bonsai, so they're not that huge. Yeah, but, but still, I mean, that's what they're on display. It's not like you. It's not like you stole some napkins. You yeah. stole the main event. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. It's very, uh, very interesting. Oh, they have classes there too. So wait a second. Now all of a sudden. All right. Look for the obvious one. All of a sudden, we're seeing that they have... They, Were there any letting, bicycles stolen in this place recently? They're, they're allowing a lot of strangers to uh, Oh, God. Come they're into all the Asian. No, they're not. None of them are Asian. Well, why wouldn't they be? They're the ones who are in the bonsai. Or I is that bonsai? About, I see about 18 people in this picture of their bonsai class, and none look to be... Uh, they all look to be regular people. There's yeah, no... You know regular people. You said it, not me. There's No, I've just... People that seem like they're just, I mean, as regular as you can be if you love bonsai, I guess. Those are regular Asians. I mean, regular bonsai There are no Asians there. It's just white people. See, that's the problem. White people stop trying to, uh, what's it called? Culturally, Culturally appropriate Asian culture with your bonsai class. You typical nerd. Stop doing that. I mean, it seems like it's... Let me tell you something. I don't, I don't want Asian people coming over here and studying The Simpsons. Why not? Okay? That's not allowed. Because before, when Asian people get hip to real humor, that's going to be the end of the world. They don't understand... Uh, 
Uh, some of them may sarcasm. or may not understand uh, sarcasm and or irony, but uh, once they do, it's well, all over. Forget. It's like that—that's like a uh, robot that has been programmed, and then all of a sudden has uh, human emotions that it just got without uh -huh. being programmed. Like when Data finally understood the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I get it! <laughs> I get it! <laughs> you get what? When you said to Commander Riker, the clown can stay, <laughs> but the Ferengi in the gorilla suit has to go. <laughs> what are you talking about? During the Farpoint mission, we were on the bridge, you told a joke, that was the punchline. <laughs> Farpoint? Data, that was seven years ago. I know! I just got it! <laughs> well, there you go. And then he just laughed and laughed and laughed. I uh, love Data. Are you I love, love Data him? so much I call him Data. Oh. Because he's a daddy figure. I got a daddy issues. I got daddy issues. Okay. I like Pine videos and I got daddy issues. In a Facebook post, a spokesperson said security guards found the bonsai sitting on the road leading up to the museum about 11 last night. Bonsai trees were taken from the exhibit on Sunday. We told you all about that. They are more than 70 years old. They're worth thousands of dollars. The museum curator says that they did suffer some damage, but they're in fairly good shape and they're already back on display. All right. Are you ready for our next yeah. story? Yeah. It's a it's a weird and not necessarily a wonderful. Oh, okay, because now we're going all heavy on the weird, and we're going to be down one wonderful. Well, I want to let you know we're going to have to do two wonderfuls in a row. Well, this. Otherwise, someone with OCD might have an issue. This is a this is a weird for me, but maybe wonderful for others type okay, of thing. Okay, that's a tie. Woman urinates alcohol. Now that in, is wonderful. <laughs> in never before seen medical case. Wait. Is that at the Compound Media Studios? No. Woman urinates is, alcohol. Is that flutzy? No, it is not flutzy. In never-before-seen medical case. In a bizarre medical first, a Pennsylvania woman has been found to have a condition that causes her urine to become alcoholic. Now we know the sulfur smell. She literally pees booze. I've heard of this happening before. You have? Yes. It happened to a man and uh, he was arrested for drunk driving, but he swore he didn't have a drink. They finally figured it out at UC Davis. Are you kidding? No, I am not. I read this recently. The 61-year-old woman who has not been named is the first person in the world to receive, Jack. to receive a diagnosis of what doctors are calling bladder fermentation it syndrome. Ain't the first person in the world. That's absurd. I read about this happening. All right. And it was to a man. Okay. Said, no, but I'm one, I just, who says this is the first person in the world? I, it's that doctor? Sequoia Kennedy says it. Well, who is she? She wrote the article. Bitch, why am I making it up? The woman's bizarre case was diagnosed after an unfortunate set of circumstances. Circumcisions? She, no, she had been on a waiting list for a liver transplant after battling cirrhosis and poorly controlled diabetes, but was repeatedly denied when her urine kept testing pos positive for alcohol. Liver transplants are often denied to cirrhosis patients when they test positive for alcohol because alcoholism is one of the main causes of cirrhosis of the liver. Right. I guess they were making sure you don't run the new one into the ground, too. David Crosby syndrome, they call it. 
This woman, however, is not an alcoholic. She tried to convince her doctors of this many times to no avail. After all, she was peeing booze. Her doctors had no way of knowing she was the first person in human history peeing booze whose bladder produces Can we alcohol. Bring her to an underage party. <laughs> And even if she had been able to tell them that, it still sounds like something a dirty, bearded scoundrel like me would say after a hard weekend. Who's that? Matt Drudge? Sequoia Kennedy. Oh. As a dirty, bearded scoundrel. Wait, Sequoia? I thought that was a woman's name. I guess I was wrong. Okay, I do not trust this person. Sequoia, (laughs) your parents were children of hippies. It became a seemingly endless cycle of arguing between the patient and her doctors, according to the article published in the journal Annals of uh, Internal Medicine. The doctors repeatedly advised the woman to seek treatment for alcohol abuse. The patient, however, knew she wasn't pounding screwdrivers on her way to the liver transplant tests, so she took matters... She took matters into her own hands and went to the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. She should have gone to UC Davis. Their urine tests... Oh, sorry. There, urine tests for ethyl uh, glucuronide and ethyl sulfate, which indicate alcohol consumption, turned out negative. Blood tests for alcohol, alcohol also came back negative, and doctors were left with a bit of a... Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. Upon examining the woman's urine, doctors found that her bladder had become colonized with a strain of yeast called Candida glabrata. That bitch was an Italian pine actress. I see. A what actress? A pine tree actress. I see. A species closely related to brewer's yeast. Doctors Jim. Jim Brewer? Now, that that man should start baking bread because it's right there, isn't it? Jim Brewer's yeast. I don't think he spells it the same way. Well, he should change his name or start baking bread. Doctors collected a sample of the yeast and placed it in a Petri dish. A peach tree dish. Then they waited to see if it did, in fact, make booze appear. And guess what? It did. Alcohol fermentation requires a few specific things. Water, sugar, yeast, and an absence of oxygen. These four conditions I all... Know, it's absence of malice. These four conditions all happen to be present in this woman's bladder. As a result of her diabetes, her urine was full of sugar. Combined with the yeast and lack of oxygen, her bladder became a brewery. Was this type 1 diabetes? I don't know. Because otherwise she needs to control that shit. Well... Uh, I'm going to tell you how. My new Stevia. Yes, Nikki Stevia. Stevia Nikkias. My my product that I want to go fund me now. Uh I'm trying to create Stevia Nicks. And uh, I need some money to get off the ground. Go fund me? Okay. Uh, It says, while this is the first case of bladder fermentation syndrome. It is not the first case. Can you please just one second. Okay. There have been rare cases where a very similar thing has happened inside people's digestive systems. Oh, come on, man. What we're talking about here is your body's synthesizing alcohol. Auto, I don't care about where it's coming from. It could come from your ass. It's just still inside you. Auto brewery syndrome now occurs that sounds fun. when particular strains of yeast colonize the stomach and intestines, causing sugar to be turned into alcohol instead of digested. The man I'm talking about was pulled over for a DWI uh-huh. and he had never drank. Yeah, I mean, he might have had this other, this other, another organ. So Bird hers yeast. is bladder fermentation, and his could have happened somewhere else. Okay, I stand corrected. 
See, this is due it due to it happening in the digestive tract. It is the alcohol that is digested instead, causing those unfortunate few to be slightly ah, drunk and so hung over this, all the this time. This woman was not getting drunk. No. It was filtering through her liver at a higher rate and causing cirrhosis. Uh, oh, snizap. Yes. That's crazy. So she wasn't she wasn't drunk, but so, the guy you read about probably that's yeah. why he was. Now that's probably well, both are bad, but. The drunk guy was probably in a better situation. Auto brewery syndrome. It's a term for people who actually ferment carbohydrates into alcohol inside their body. Dr. Barbara Cordell is a leading researcher of the condition, and though extremely rare, she says auto brewery syndrome causes a person to become intoxicated, presenting with the telltale signs of having had too much to drink. They're dizzy, they feel like they're slurring their words, they, are, they have a mental fog. Such was the case for a Western New York woman facing a DWI charge after she was pulled over in Hamburg late last year. Her 3-3 blood alcohol reading was all, 99% of it was, was due to this condition. To put that number in perspective, the legal limit in New York is .08. According to researchers, most people would be unconscious or even dead with a .33 BAC. Her body adjusts to the constant presence of blood alcohol. Now, Dr. Cordell tells me the woman did appear at least somewhat intoxicated when she was pulled over, but Ashley, again, this is a very rare condition that we're just learning about now. Shocking, she didn't even know she has this condition. It is shocking, but surprisingly, fixing and treating the condition could be as easy as just changing your diet, but it could also be a lot more complicated. We've got information on WKBW.com. All right, thanks, Jill. Wow, now that is weird. That is I a weird will, one. I'll tell you that's weird. That, I told you it was a weird That's one. That's not wonderful. That's weird. Well, it's weird. Well, maybe, uh, yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird because there's so many people on this planet and to have something that is that ridiculously rare to the point where people are not willing to even give you a liver transplant. Uh, I bet it's happened insane. before. But the thing is, it happened to people who also drank. So they never ah, thought about maybe it. Maybe they didn't even know. Yeah, this is the I first gotcha. time a person was sober and able to isolate this itch issue they're masked by actual drinking in other cases uh, thank you very much all right so let's uh let's go we only have a few wonderfuls left i think we don't have any weird more weirds i can easily how about marvelous them. we didn't have any marvelous and it wasn't it's weird and wonderful how about fabulous that is another show entirely. We, that's dedicated to uh, all stuff about Broadway shows. Cops. Cab driver saved woman 92 from scam. An elderly woman in Northern California would have had her bank account cleaned out by scammers if it wasn't for a conscientious cab driver, police say. Officers say the 92-year-old woman told Roseville cab owner Raj Singh that she was going to the bank to withdraw $25,000 to give to the IRS. Roseville. Now, hold on a second. That's isn't by that Santa a, Isn't that an uh, uh, outskirt of Santa Rosa yes. where uh, all the gang violence occurs and that kid was killed for carrying the AR-15? Oh, was that uh, Roseville? The, I mean, for carrying the air rifle. Andy Lopez was killed last week in Santa Rosa, northwest of San Francisco. The sheriff's deputy says he shot Lopez because he thought Lopez was carrying a real gun. Well, it turned out to be a toy. I don't know. Is that, that is Roseville. Yes, thank you very much. 
I didn't know that it was not a good neighborhood. They said don't drive through Roseville, but sometimes you got to drive through Roseville. Oh, did they say that? Yeah. Who said that? Uh, you know, just avoid that neighborhood if you don't want to be a potential victim of gunshots. Is that true? I didn't yeah. know that about Roseville. Okay. Yeah, other people might say, oh, it's perfectly fine. Well, it's perfectly fine compared to not perfectly fine. I know there's like some areas of Santa Rosa that are sh- shady. Well, that is one yeah. of them. That's the area you're talking about. Oh, Roseville is an area in Santa Rosa. Am I mistaken, or is this a different Roseville? No, it said Northern California. So. I think this is, I mean, it could be somewhere. I, I assume that this is what you're talking about. Anyway, um, so she told him she was going to the bank to withdraw $25,000 to give to the IRS. And she told him that somebody she didn't know had called her and said that she owed the money. He warned her that it might be a scam, but she refused to believe him, even after he called the person who had contacted her who claimed not to know the woman. Uh, She finally agreed to stop at the Roseville police station, where officers convinced her that she was being swindled by somebody posing as an IRS agent. I'm an honest guy, and these are old people. They need help, Singh says. It just made sense. Yeah, Singh is a Sikh. Yes, he's They're a good, good man. People. They're really good people. Uh, it just made sense. Roseville, uh, Roseville police praised the cabbie in a Facebook post. We love this story because several times throughout, Raj could have just taken his customer to her stop and not worried about her well-being. He took time from his day and had the great forethought to bring the almost victim to the police station for an official response. That's his good. quick thinking saved a senior citizen $25,000, and for that, we greatly appreciate his efforts. A Roseville cab driver and Good Samaritan helping steer his 92-year-old ride in the right direction. And saved her $25,000 or possibly more. So that had nothing to do with the fact that she was in a bad neighborhood. They just She could have been in any neighborhood. Police thanked him with a $50 gift card. Well, that's not enough. Well, I don't think he did it for the money, so... Exactly. You know. You're going to give some crazy woman a vacation who works at Target and this motherfucker gets a $50 gift card? Target? Tori is not a crazy woman. Fuck Target Tori. I love Target Tori. Justice for Singh, motherfucker. Let me tell you something. Target Tori, I love her, and I think she went to Hawaii. More like obligatory. She was cute as hell, too. She was a cute... She should stay in Hawaii. Hopefully she can get enough paper tissues. Stay the fuck in Hawaii, because you don't deserve to work at Target. You don't deserve to come back to a job. Why? Because she didn't deserve all that shit. It's, she didn't ask for it. Yeah. Some asshole Sing posted. Sing ain't asking for it. Where's his? Where? Where's his shit? He has. He probably fifty dollar gift card for saving this motherfucker twenty five thousand dollars. The kindness of his heart. Well, well, I don't know what to tell you. I'm telling you, that's an injustice. Maybe we they've... need justice for Sing. Okay. Whatever his fucking name is. I don't know that he's uh, upset about it. Taj Mahal, whatever his name is, Raj. Raj Singh. Man, that sounds like he should have his own sitcom. He owns the cat. He owns Roseville Cap. He owns his own little See, company. He owns the cat. Man, now this is what I'm talking about. He's an entrepreneur. Where did he come from? Hey, well, he came from another con- country and now he owns his own cab company. Why do you think he came from another country? Winky Dinky Dog. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? I said Winky Dinky Dog. But what is that? What does that even mean? That's the name of the. That's the name of. That's the. That's what? The, that's the product that John that John Witherspoon creates in uh, Hollywood Shuffle. Oh, okay. Winky Dinky. See, it sends chills down my spine every time I say it. Winky Dinky Dog. Bobby, 
Say it with me. Come on. Winky dinky doll. Winky dinky doll. Yeah. Ooh. You see, Robert, you could, you could, you could stay here and create. You don't have to go to Hollywood. I created Winky Dinky Dog. Uh huh. You can stay right here. And the other guy's chimes. Yeah, I just be, I stayed here and now I'm manager of Winky Dinky Fast Food. Oh, it was a it was a fast food. Winky Dinky Dog. He well, also that, created hoe cakes. Hoe cakes? Cause hoes need cake too. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> that's very. That's uh, rest very in nice. peace, uh, John Witherspoon. All right. Uh. Let me see if I can find another weird one. Blood red snow covers Antarctic outpost. That's weird. The year 2020 has not started off well for the continent of Antarctica. In early February, the highest temperature in recorded history was reached 64.9 degrees. Recorded history, I think, is 250 years. Uh, a few days later, an iceberg the size of the U.S. city of Atlanta broke off of the Pine Island Glacier, one of the most watched chunks of ice on the planet because, oh God, no. because it has been calving frequently, and these plus future icebergs are raising the ocean level. Wait a second. It broke off. Mm-hmm. Now, it's already in the ocean? Yes. It's still in the ocean. Is, how is it raising the level? If it was, or, if I have an ice cube that's mm-hmm. connected to an ice cube mm-hmm. in my glass mm-hmm. of water, mm-hmm. and it then becomes separated from the ice cube, mm-hmm. and it's two ice cubes, mm-hmm. there's the same amount of volume of of water and cube condensed water. That's true. I don't understand how is how is the level rise? How, how does that happen? It doesn't. Uh, it's already in the water. I understand. It doesn't, okay. it's, it's, well, let me say it again. Okay. No, no, if there, if that weren't enough, this week the it U- is not enough. The Ukrainian Antarctic Station Academician Academician Vernatsky was hit by the classic Fortean phenomena of blood red snow. All right. Here's what we saw of that. Mm-hmm. Take away the man's title. What? That man. What he, man? What job is that? Wouldn't we be all right without that job? What job are you talking about? The job that that guy was there, and then he got hit with this. If he wasn't there, would we not even care? That was the... If a tree falls in the forest and no one sees it, That matter? was the name of the station. Academician? Academician? Vernadsky. Oh, I thought that was a person. No. It's the name of the... My name is Academia Vernadsky. <laughs> I starred in Moscow on the Hudson. Excellent. From the gory-looking images... You could be forgiven for wondering if there'd been some sort of horror movie-style penguin massacre. The good news is that the real cause is far less dramatic. Let me ask you something. The, okay. Did it fall that color or it turns that color on the ground? Hold on. That's the first thing we need to figure out. Because I don't think it fell that way. Personally, but I don't know. The Ministry of Education and Science of Ukraine posted pictures and information about how the red snow on its Facebook page, uh, about the red snow on its Facebook page on February 24th. To prevent any panic or misinterpretation of the raspberry snow and ice, the ministry gave the biological explanation for the phenomena. These microscopic green algae, we'll get to why they look red in a moment, a type of single cellular seaweed are common in all icy and snowy regions of Earth, from the Arctic to Alpine regions. But once the sunlight warms enough to soften their crystallized world, 
the algae spring awake, making use of the melt water and sunlight to rapidly bloom. It's from algae? I guess so. And why is there algae? Because it's warmer? Summer is nearing an end in Antarctica, so the algae needs all the red color it can, it can generate to protect itself. So yeah, I guess so. Something to do with algae, and it's completely normal and not a big deal. Weird. So it's weird, but it's apparently not the not a big concern. It, but it does look like it's red. It it looks like there's snow, and then there's red plots plots of snow. I will post this story, this picture. As long as it's not coming out of an elevator, I think we're all right. With the two twins? Yes. Blood red snow covers Antarctic post. You know, that's the, the title, and I'm looking at the picture, and it does look like it's blood red. But it's uh, absolutely a normal thing that happens, apparently. Now, what countries are in the Antarctic? I think a lot of... Antarctic. Antarctica? That's a country. That's its own country? I don't think it's its own country. I think it's a... That's a, con a continent? It's a continent. There's no countries there? I think that's a... Let's see. I think there's a lot of, like, bases there. Like, I don't know what they're doing, actually. I have no idea what they're doing there. Historical claims to continental Antarctica. France. From 1840 to present, United Kingdom, 1908 to present, New Zealand, 1923 to present. So all these places have stakes in it, but they don't, it's not a place. It's just, a, it's not a country. Yeah. Uh, Antarctica has no indigenous population and there is no evidence that it was seen by humans until the 19th century. They need to put on some rock concerts there. However, in February 1775, during his second voyage, Captain Cook called the existence of such a polar continent probable. Can we get Stevie Nicks in on this, please? I want to put on a festival in Antarctica. A Stevie Nicks festival? We need to know festival? how to pronounce the word. Antarctica. That sounds like someone I used to hang out with. Oh, Antarctica. So it looks like there's Argentina, Chile, Norway. Everybody got a stake in the motherfucker, but no one knows what's going on there. No one can go, but everyone's there. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, secret secret stuff going on there, maybe. In early January 2017, secret space program whistleblower Corey Good says he was taken to Antarctica to witness the first scientific excavations of ruins of an ancient frozen civilization, buried under three kilometers of ice. While the discovery of the ruins dates back to the first Nazi German expedition in 1939 according to Good, it is only since 2002 that excavations have been permitted by archaeologists and other scientists. So there you go. Shit gets red in Antarctica and, Antarctica and it's not a big deal, is, is the truth of the matter. Alright, well let's make some snow cones. Some algae cone. Stevia Nix. So I think that'll, that'll, that'll be it for today, or did you want... Uh, I want to talk about the phenomena surrounding the New York City Ferry. What? And 
Wow. No, we'll do that next week. What fairy? What's talking what? about? Fairy? I meant fairy. Fairies. Too many fairies in New York City. Dang. Tooth fairy. Gay fairy. Brian fairy. Pennsylvania woman celebrates 109th birthday. A lot of shit going on in PA. A lot of weird, wonderful stuff in PA. Hazleton, PA. Eva Sharpless was born during the administration of President William Howard Taft and has lived through 14 presidents. Taft. Taft and Hartley. Saturday, the Pennsylvania woman celebrated her 109th birthday with family and friends. I don't smoke, don't drink, and try to be happy every day and don't hurt nobody. She told WNEP. That is a double negative. She hurts a lot of people. She was born Eva Dennis, married for 60 years, and has lived in the same house for 86 years. Holy cannoli. That one was the last time they renovated. Her husband, Samuel Sharpless, invented a machine to resurface bowling lanes, his wife told the Citizen's Voice. At one time, the machine was responsible for sanding 80% of the world's bowling lanes. The man was the Zamboni of bowling. He pretty was. Pretty much was. Uh, She had a big party with balloons and family members uh, and her favorite flavor on her cake, butter pecan ice cream. She has not tried 249 other flavors. 207. Uh, I had a very wonderful and happy life, Sharpless told the Citizen's Voice in 2019. I had my husband and in my heart, I loved him so much. Then I had children and grandchildren. I'm very contented. Good for her. Good for her. So we ended it on a wonderful note as opposed to a weird note. Yeah, and coming from Pennsylvania, that's optimistic. Why is it optimistic? I don't know. There's some weird shit going on there. Well, there's some there's some weird smells, perhaps, that we, we haven't need to... even discussed Scranton. Uh-huh. What, I don't... Uh, what, what do you know about Scranton? I don't know. I don't know about Scranton. Excellent. Seems a little bit run down. Oh, does it? I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's not what it once was. Back in the uh, time when America was America. I see. And things were produced here, and there were steel towns and, and uh, you know, towns that created stuff with mills. Yep. And, uh, Wheelhouses. You know, like when Detroit was powerful. Yep. Well, it's not Now most of America is debilitated. Well, maybe it's it's back on the rise. Oh, I hope so, because some of these towns around here look debilitated. Yeah. Some of the towns in California look debilitated. Yeah. I just, I refer to them as shanty. Everywhere you look, it's shanty. <laughs> it was shanty. There was some nice towns, and then you would drive There's, by, and there would be some shanty-ass shit. There's some old shit. growth. Look behind the trees. Mm. That's, not, that's not a pile of wood. That's a house. Yeah. That's not a camper. That's someone's daughter. Yeah. Oh, what? Okay. Well, that's interesting. Uh, I'm going to end this for us today here, unless there was something you absolutely needed to say. Uh. Oh, you know what I find absurd? What? Uh, Lady Gaga's father. Yes. Is refusing to pay the rent on his restaurant in Grand Central Station, which. Everyone calls Terminal for some reason. Uh-huh. And uh, he's the bad guy. But the reason he's not paying the rent uh-huh. is because the homeless yes. have invaded the food court. Ugh. And for one, he says, I've found people showering in the in the 
in the sink. Oh, I'm getting vomit. I, I, he says, I found a turd in the urinal. No. He says, their presence has cut business by more than 30%, and he basically can't uh, afford to, to, to be there, and he's not going to pay for homeless people to sit. And, and people in the city say, it, just because... They, they, they put it like this. Just because whatever his name is doesn't want to be bothered by someone who's less fortunate oh just trying God. to have a cup of coffee. Shut the fuck up. Why? Now, I'm less fortunate having a cup of coffee sometimes, and uh, I don't put turds in the urinal. Yeah. That's, and, that's, that's and animal behavior. All the other people, the restaurants and all the other shops there, they say... The homeless people are affecting our business. No one wants to be here because it's uh, they're taking over. They demand that people buy them food, and when oh. they don't, they yell at them. And uh, the city says that, oh, they just don't want to be around someone who's less fortunate having a cup of coffee. What a shitty thing for the city to say. Fuck so you. So fuck, fuck the city. Fuck your Grand Central Terminal. What a fuck? Grand Central Terminal. Go fuck yourself. I'm 100% behind you, Daddy Gaga. I don't like Lady Gaga, but I don't like that. So go fuck yourself. Her. She's, you know. She's that's what I say. So that's how I end this episode. That's weird, wonderful, and go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. All right. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we have more episodes available at middleagecoolkids.com. Um, so check out all of the stuff we have available. And uh, we will see you next time, America. Goodbye. Winky dinky doll. Winky dinky doll. Yeah. Ooh.